Ask for it. Three, two, one, zero. on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Monty Man. No, I ain't gonna lie to you. La la la. <laughs> la la la. Is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. Lay it down, Tony. Lay it down. Put it right down there, right I'm now. I'm putting it down now. <laughs> lay your burden down. Welcome to the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Show. Marv's here. Yes, I am. Good to be here. Tony's here. Good morning, y'all. Denver's here. Howdy. And Wes is in the peanut gallery. Hi, Wes. Hi, Monty. I'm here. Wes, is, <laughs> Wes has got his headphones on. He's in the peanut gallery, acting like a peanut. Right? Children's table. <laughs> <laughs> Wes brought in a really cool thing. Check this out. This yeah, is so cool. This is so this cool. Check this out. All right, listen this to this. This is good. That is like magic. That is like magic. It's a, it's a, it's a thunder thing. Thingy. I want one. Where did you get that? Did you make that? It was a thrift find. A thrift find? I need to go thrift finding. It's, a, it's really cool. <laughs> it is really it's, cool. It's like this tube thing painted like beadwork, which is really intricate, actually. Like mosaic. With a plastic uh, Rim? thing thing on the bottom, <laughs> and then it's got a spring attached to a the really bottom. A really long, tight spring. Yeah. A really long thing. And you do that. And it makes that sound, which is the sound. And of, it's hollow. The sound of thunder. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. So thank you, Wes. A, another wonderful Teen Challenge thrift store find. <laughs> there are some amazing things uh-huh. at thrift stores. If it, you haven't shopped at a thrift store, you're really missing out because there's some amazing stuff. It, it's amazing. People that make crafts like that. Right. Like I said, I'm going, what is that? It's a tube with a piece of wire. (laughs) Boom. And it sounds wonderful. It does sound wonderful. Kylie actually gets a lot of her clothes. Pull your mic closer to you there, buddy. From thrift shops. Does she really? Oh, yeah. She's a penny pincher. Yeah, penny pincher. Not like her mom. What? Penny pinchers? Penny pinchers. What are we? At the age of 20 years old, she's a penny pincher. Ever pinch a penny, Marv? Every literally pinch a penny? Not on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Try not to get me away. Not for long. Not for long. 
Well, this week we're going to have some fun. So it's the team. It's the uh, team challenge. It's oh, the. Oh boy. It's the. It's it. It's. <laughs> it's it's the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Ask It Basket this week. Uh, you asked for it, and uh, so we're going to give it to you. Uh, we've got uh, we we opened it up uh, through the week for people to ask some questions, and we had a number of them come in through email. And uh, I went through and, and picked out uh, the f- the first few that came in. So I figured you guys that jumped on it real fast, we're going to go with yours. And so thank you very much. And we're going to read those and do our best to answer those questions. And, uh, yeah, there you go. So I officiated a wedding yesterday. That was fun. I saw that. Yeah. And and the uh, the gentlemen that were in the wedding, my son was best man. There was a little ring bearer. And then the groom wore kilts. I did not wear a kilt. <laughs> what? Hallelujah. I was quite surprised Aww. you didn't wear one. But I did wear Aww. my shorts. I did wear shorts. <laughs> All right. Shorts at a wedding. All right. Yeah. Shorts. So that was fun. Yeah. So that was cool. And they had a cake. They had a wedding cake that was all white with a dragon on it with its tail wrapped around the cake. Mm. That was really cool, too. Mm. And warm potato salad. Oh, I love warm potato salad. Nice. You're weird. <laughs> it's good. I, with, with the I'd dragon have it warm cake. Than cold. With the dragon, with dragon cake. cake. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really. It was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Um, so that was a win. So I'm just getting the win out of way, out of the way. That was a lot of fun to to do a wedding. Right. I haven't done one in, in quite a while. Right. And Let's get the win out of the way. Let's get the win. right there. It's time for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. The baby. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, The baby. So the Weekly Wine. All right. You know what? I'm about ready. Are you? I am about ready (laughs) to reach over into, into people's cars and rip out their blinker. You know the bar on the left-hand side of their steering wheel that you hit when yeah, you want yeah, to use it, your it's blinker? Called a blinker. Why? Why do you need one? You don't use it <laughs> ever. Oh. So I'm whining about that. So I, I'm, I'm at an intersection. Don't use it. I'm Some in people an inter- don't use it. I'm in, in an intersection, and there is traffic coming like crazy. And finally, there's a break, but it's not a big enough break for me to make a break <laughs> because there's another car coming. And he decides to turn on my street. And if he had used his blinker, I could have gone out and driven away. But no. This happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Why? I'm going to rip your blinkers off your steering wheel. There's no reason for you to have them. You don't use them. I use mine. You need to turn them on left or right. Right. Left or right. Or if you don't use one, use your hand. Even though I failed that in driver's ed. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shoot. I'm so, I'm so. I'm so. I do that too. Well, now we have these uh-huh. these god awful cars that if you leave them on, they make. Did they really? Oh yeah, yeah. They let you know that your blinker's still on. But, yeah, but go what, ahead, Monty. What about the times when it's really obvious you've got to turn, right? And. They got their blinker on when you already know. They're ready to turn. <laughs> you already know they're turning. <laughs> Those are the backwards yeah. people. 
Think, think about that. Yeah, because you're being overly cautious and then, or maybe cautious so you don't go because you're not sure maybe they may not turn. And I'll tell you something else, too. I've been in a turn lane. Right. I don't use my blinker, right? Yeah. Because I'm thinking to myself, what it's do these people obvious. think? I'm going to turn. <laughs> it's obvious. Right? <laughs> and I look in my mirror as I turn, and it seems like they're <laughs> cursing at me because I didn't turn on my blinker. <laughs> well, that would be me. I'm not cursing. I'm just saying I'm going to rip out your blinker. <laughs> oh, The guys that turn their blinker on the wrong way. Speaking of the mic, there we got to turn their blinker on, and they're going to turn one way, but they yeah. turn the other. They turn the other way. <laughs> I turned on my blinker to go in my driveway. I didn't know we could I get so much out of a blinker. I, I tell you, well, you know, sometimes when I'm just going around a sharp curve, I turn my blinker on. I don't know why I do that. Mm-hmm. It's out of habit. Like a sharp turn is coming, I put my blinker on. Well, where, where else am I going to go? I guess I could go off the road. But I don't know. So I'm very blinker. But you very believe the people who blinkery. don't use their blinker when the policeman's in back of them, they quickly use it. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're darn right they do. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So um, there's the wine. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> Fun. All right. So so no trivia today. Uh, in, <gasps> instead, we're going to go dun, ahead dun, dun. and finish up the top 19. <gasps> Yay! Complaints people give on their summer vacation. And what number are we? We at? are number ten. So this all is the right. top ten. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. This is almost. Are you ready for this? this? Yeah. This is gonna be good. Yeah. All right. Number ten. I think it should be explained in the brochure that the local convenience store does not sell proper biscuits like custard creams or ginger nuts. <laughs> custard creams. What? <laughs> custard the- creams. Local convenience store. Yeah. So, so, um, and by the way, this comes from uh, they're they're a very highfalutin vacation organization called Thomas Cook Vacations uh, from dissatisfied customers. So, these are people that have written Thomas Cook Vacations in the top nineteen that they received. And somebody wrote they should explain in their brochure that the local convenience store convenience store did the proper business. Oh my goodness. What's a ginger nut? <laughs> yeah. It's well, a, a red headed crazy person. <laughs> thank you, Marv. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a red headed crazy person. All right, that's number 10. Uh, that's hard to believe. <laughs> First thought about that. Number nine. Although the brochure said that there was a fully equipped kitchen, there was no egg slicer in the drawer. <laughs> Ninety-nine cents at the dollar store, okay, people. <laughs> I've never even heard of an egg slicer. That's devastating. I love my egg slicer. Wow, isn't that devastating? <laughs> yeah. That's devastating. Were they they the little thing that has a little? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, like yeah, a little yeah, cup, yeah. and then they're wires. Yeah. It's the, wires. The wires. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Number eight. No one told us there would be fish in the water. <laughs> Oh, the children oh. the children were scared. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh my god. Fish <laughs> in the water. <laughs> Fish in the water. That's like birds <sighs> in the sky. Nobody told them that either. Right? Right? Uh speaking of birds in the sky, when we, when we were in Maui, there are thousands of birds oh, everywhere yeah. and not once did I see any bird poop, which came came the what? conclusion came to me that Maui has a problem with constipated birds. 
There's no bird poop anywhere. <laughs> did they tell you down in the brochure, or did they? No, to... <laughs> I just noticed that. I was looking for the poop. Uh-huh. That's what I do when I go on vacation. I look for bird poop. <laughs> uh, here's number seven. It's lazy at the local shopkeepers in Puerto Velarato. They close in the afternoons. I often yeah. needed to buy things during mm. siesta time. This should be banned. <laughs> Okay. Woman, take a nap. Number six. We found the sand was not like the sand in the brochure. Your brochure shows the sand oh, is white, but it was more yellow. <laughs> it was off color. Now, do people, they, they have these comment cards in these hotel rooms and stuff. And I'm wondering if, are you that bored? Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Uh, number five. The beach was too sandy. <laughs> We had to clean everything oh when we returned to our room. Chemtrails. Woo! Number four. It was too sandy. Oh my god. Oh, oh, there was too much air in the sky. I mean, you know. Number four. We booked an excursion to a water park, but no one told us. We had to bring our own swimsuits and towels. We assumed they would be included in the price. Oh my God. Really? That'd be very unsanitary. How much did you pay? And now, I, yeah, right. I can <laughs> I can almost see somebody thinking that towels might be provided because yeah, I remember in, at least in the old days you'd go to the local swimming hall or, or you know the swimming pool uh-huh. and you would pay a quarter or fifty cents. They give you a basket for your clothes and they give you a towel. So I can almost see that. But swimsuits? All Very right. Sanitary. Number three. We went on holiday to Spain. <laughs> oh, another Spain one. Another Spain one, yeah. <laughs> we went on holiday to Spain. <laughs> and we had a problem with the taxi drivers. They were all Spanish. Why? Holly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 hey. Oh, dear. I'm telling Those must you. must be the same tourists. Oh, my gosh. And here's number two. On my holiday to India, I was disgusted to find that almost every restaurant served curry. I don't like curry. I don't like spicy food. Okay. All right. Here's number one. Drum roll. This this is number one. This is number one. All right. Let's hang on. Let's get the thunder roll here. Everybody get ready. Here we go, number one. Number go. one. They should not allow topless sunbathing on the beach. It was very distracting to my husband who just wanted to relax. <laughs> well. <laughs> There's a double hit. What do you think, Marv? That uh, almost makes me not want to go on vacation. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, there you go. The, the top 19, uh, if you want to know what the other ones were, go back and yeah. uh, go to do our Podomatic page or our YouTube channel and listen to the previous shows. All right, we're going to be back right after this. Don't go away. Hey, did you know that September is officially National Recovery Month? That's right. So I want you to join us on September 7th at Marion Square Park in Salem, Oregon from 2 to 7 p.m. Why? Well, it's hands across the bridge. The theme, building 
bridges and the admission is free come join the celebration we're going to have a dj run of live music food games and a whole lot more this is the 12th annual hands across the bridge and during the main event attendees will walk over the marion street bridge to honor those in recovery and to remember those lost to addictions and mental health challenges in the past year when Hands Across the Bridge, Building Bridges, September 7th, Marion Square Park in Salem from 2 to 7 p.m. Remember, the admission is free, and there's going to be a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of building bridges. 2018 Hands Across the Bridge is organized by Marion Polk Peer Coalition and sponsored in part by Take 12 Recovery Radio. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome back to the show. You've tuned in to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show, the great reality. Marv's here, Tony here, is here, Denver is here, and in the peanut gallery we have Wes. <laughs> yes, we do. Acting like a peanut. By the way, uh, Lifeline Connections alumni invites everyone in recovery to the fourth annual summer barbecue. Food, fun, raffles, games, face painting for Tony, the dunk, hey. the dunk tank for Denver, and a bouncy house for Marv. Uh, all on July 28th from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Face Center, 10702 Northeast uh, 117th Court in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, this is all part of Lifeline Connections alumni, celebrating recovery and providing a fun, safe social event for people in recovery. If you want inf- more information about that, you can contact us here at Take12Radio at Comcast.net. The fourth annual Summer BBQ. With Lifeline Connections alumni. So don't miss out on that thing. I'm going to have him paint my face like the baby. The ba- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. What, I know. The baby. What, what's that look like? I don't what know. What does that look like? Um, I want to give a special thank you. So, you know, we've been asking on the last couple of shows. Uh, <laughs> we've been uh, we've been needing our, our, our bills have come due. We've been needing oh. to be able to pay them. Oh, excuse me. And uh, people have stepped up to the plate, and I want to make sure that we that we recognize them. Uh, I think it's Dennis. It's spelled D E N N S, unless there's a typo there. But Dennis M uh, donated. Todd H, uh, of course, Patrick LeBeau stepped up to the plate, uh, donated actually a good hefty amount. And uh, Patrick, we. We so appreciate you, you. so much, yeah. uh, you and your wonderful wife, and and all you do for Take Twelve Recovery Radio. Uh, Roger McDermott, of course, who foot, foots the bill to Hope Roger Fest McDermott. for us every year Woo. to Arizona. Uh, we appreciate you so very much, Jill P, uh, Marco R, uh, Donald from uh, Brownsville, uh, Cyril from Hong Kong. Remember we talked about oh, Cyril? Yeah, yeah. He he donated a, a Aww, good amount. Thank you, um, Kurt and Debbie Palmer. Byron and Debbie Ropp and uh, the Sending Dove Ministries uh, all stepped up to the plate. And we now have uh, every penny that we need yes. to pay you. our bills for this year. I think they deserve thank a round you, of folks. Yes. Yay! Yes. Thank Little you, thunder. Folks. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it, just, it just blesses our hearts so much that... That you folks would step up to the plate and do this uh, for this. This it really is a ministry. We yeah. we are ministering to people's hearts uh, with the solution and hope that is recovery from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. That otherwise, without the God who is God, without God in our lives, we just wouldn't be able to. Thank you, folks. To function. Yes, thank, thank you so so, much. so very much. All right. So the uh, the topic. 
uh, this week is the Ask the Take Twelve Radio Ask It Basket. Now, an Ask It Basket for those of you who may not know <laughs> is, <laughs> might, might be a basket. <laughs> Is is something that is not new. Uh, it is most commonly used uh, in twelve step conventions, uh, usually service conventions like AA service conventions or NA service conventions, where they have uh, representatives from from regional or area or the World Service Office on panels. And during uh, some point in their business meeting or their convention. A basket will go go around uh, to the audience, and sometimes these audiences are, you know, into the thousands at some of these conventions. So there's a lot of questions that are asked, and people put little three by five cards or slips of paper in the basket, asking questions, and then the panel, uh, you know, makes a, a good stab at answering those questions. And a lot of times they're surrounded around service work, <clears throat> uh, the politics, if I may say that word, the politics of AA or NA or Celebrate Recovery, whatever the group is, mm-hmm. uh, the ins and outs and the working. So we decided to do our own Ask It Basket and be brave and say, go ahead. If you've got a question about recovery, send it into our email address mm-hmm. and ask it. And so this week, it's the Take 12 Radio Ask It Basket. Um, and so we have some some questions that were sent in. Um the first one uh, I want to address is by Lee R. Uh, it says, I, Hi, I find it difficult to build into a routine of meditation. Uh, prayer is fine and mine is good, but I slip on the meditation part. Well, uh, he kind of answered his own question in the email. There's part of it I'm not reading, uh, but I told him I would address it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk a lot about prayer and meditation in just about every recovery circle that you can think of that has any kind of spiritual base to it at all, whether it's AA, NA, Celebrate Recovery, Alcoholics for Christ, um, whatever it is, uh, many treatment facilities, secular as well as faith-based, talk about prayer and meditation Mm -hmm. and and how important it is in uh, your recovery. And this is a question that comes up that a lot of people seem to understand the idea of prayer. It has been said that Prayer is talking to God, and meditation is listening to God. And that's nice. That's good. Um, But I think sometimes what we tend to do is we tend to think of meditation as some mystical, Eastern, weird thing. And it really isn't. Uh -uh. And so I'm going to send a copy uh, to you, Lee, a copy of Basic Prayer and Simple Meditation uh, by Recovered Alcoholic and Man of Faith, Mr. Mike D., and it is going to explain this. It's a very easy read. It's a very thin book. And it is. Uh, it, it really does an amazing job. But let me kind of put it into a capsule form, the answer to this. Lee, do you know or do you ever worry? Do you know about stuff in your life that you worry about? If the answer to that is yes, you know how to meditate. Amen. Amen. It's very simple. It doesn't have to be something weird. Mm-hmm. Just time, being quiet, mm-hmm. sitting on what I like to sit on my back porch out here, which I have affectionately named Shangri-La. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's yeah. a new sign out on yeah. Shangri-La, on, the on, land on, of the gnomes. Yes, land, land of the gnomes. My little fountain goes, and I like to sit out there and with my dog and just sit. Yeah. 
and just sit. And I, I, I just some of the things that you know people say, well, empty your mind. I, I don't know. My mind never did gets empty. <laughs> it, it, it's full of stuff. But I, I think on thing. I try to think on things that that are good and 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 relaxing and positive and just kind of reflect on that stuff. And sometimes when I'm not able to do that, just sit sit there. Just sit there. I soak in my pool and just kind of sit there and let the world go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I really feel like reflection at that moment where you can right? sit and listen. All right. Yeah. Listen. There might be something. God may speak to you then at that moment. You bet. So, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be a difficult thing. Now, no. now carving out time to do that, that might be a little mm-hmm. little different. And so I think that speaks to just the necessity to – you're probably never going to find time, so yeah. you need to make time. Mm-hmm. That, that's just what you got to do. Yes. You know, and slow down a little bit and just say, and you can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can do it in the shower. You can do it on your porch. You can do it in your car if, you, if you're stuck in traffic. I mean, it doesn't have, you, you don't have to have gongs and singing bowls and drums and you don't have to have all that stuff. All that stuff's great. But if you don't have it, it's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, Marv? Take a yes, moment. Sir. Do you ever find it refreshing just to sit? Well, you're talking to a guy who has a propensity to ponder. Yeah, you got the pee-pee. Wonderful. (laughs) Well. I I sit underneath a shade tree, and I do just that. Isn't that wonderful? But I would like to add something, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before. And if my memory serves me right, this comes from the guy who wrote that book. Yeah. You're talking about? Uh Uh-huh. And um, people meditate all the time. Yes. They just don't realize they're they doing don't realize that. And they're what doing he it. talks about, which was profound to me, is the fact that if you have resentments, mm-hmm. you are meditating. Because oh, that's right. Around oh, and yeah, around right. and around. Yep. Your jaw gets tighter and tighter. Exactly. And your eyes start to squint. Mm-hmm. That's meditation, you're, man. You're making me mad right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See? So, uh, you, you know, Monty, you're absolutely right. It's not some big hullabaloo thing. Right. You know, we do it all the time. We just don't realize it. Yeah. So we just need to turn it around and think about, like you said, Good things. Yeah, you God. bet. Denver, swing your scripture. mic over to, to Wes for a minute. I'm going to ask him a question. <clears throat> Wes? Yes? Get, get right up on the mic there, buddy. Get it. What can I do for you? Well, <laughs> um, did you ever consider meditation before? Or was it something that was kind of elusive and Eastern and weird? and Exactly. All weird. That's, that's kind of yeah. how you looked at it? Sure. How do you look at it these Except days? Except for when I was in my... Marijuana use, yeah. right? Oh, then meditation came <laughs> easy, <laughs> real easy. That's medication. That's medication. <laughs> Prayer and medication. Yeah. So, do you find it is is it easier for you to just kind of sit and relax and just think of nothing and than it used to be, or is it still kind of difficult? Yeah, and I don't for myself. I don't use the word uh, uh, meditation. I, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a restful time for me. And I just, uh, I try to be nice. Mm-hmm. 
don't run with that the weird things in my head and stuff. Right. And if I start to drift that way, I try to picture uh, maybe what God looks like or Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And it brings me back to where I need to be. There you but go. I can sit. Oh. If I find the time, or like I do now, yeah. once I've found it, I know that time's there. So I can use it over cool. and over and over. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So what, you, what you're talking about is being very mindful of, of who God is in your life and that kind of thing. And in fact, um, in a lot of your meditative philosophies and so forth, they call that mindfulness. So you're being very mindful. You're being very intentional about what you're thinking about and, yeah. and focusing on. Yeah, good. Good deal. All right. So uh, there's that, Lee. We're going to send you that book. And uh, what you need to do, though, Lee, is you need to email me with your mailing address. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll just go out into meditation land somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lee R., send me your mailing address to Take 12 Radio. That's T-A-K-E, the number 12, radio at Comcast.net. Or you can just message me on Facebook. That would be fine. And we'll get that out to you. All right. Um, who wants to read the next question? So it's at the top of the page. Oh Somebody want to take a stab at it? You, you make me read today. Oh, I'm going to drop down. Okay. To the one. third one. Dear Monty, Denver, Tony, and Marv, what do you think about people who uh, come to meetings to get their court slips signed? You know what? I guess if you got to do that, you got to do it. But somewhere, the Lord is going to maybe, I hope, touch you and you'll find a little bit of power. Somewhere, somebody's going to speak into your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. they've spoken to mine and I hated some of these people. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> I got to be honest, I right. hated them. They they spoke things that I didn't want to hear, but nonetheless, they did speak into my life. Sure, and it has helped me in my recovery. Right. So, um, if if you need to come get your court slip signed, I'm sorry I'm speaking because I got bad teeth right now. But right. Nonetheless. I'm telling you, uh, if you need to come get your court slip signed, that's fine. But I'm pretty sure uh, God is going to talk to you somewhere in here, I hope. Yeah, yeah. If, if you listen. Yeah, that's a good if, word. If, if you listen, he'll talk to you. Tony, what do you think about that? People that come and get their court slip signed and they take off early, maybe at the break or whatever. Yeah. And it's obvious they're just coming to get the court slip signed. Oh, yeah. What um. I never let it really bother me too much. I mean, even yeah. when I chaired meetings and I signed the slips and they left, I was just like, well, it's on them. It's on them. Me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I was actually one who had to get court slips signed. Did for you? For like at least two years. But I never left really because I Because <laughs> you no, needed I that lie. signature? I thought about it. I thought about you it thought a about couple. It. Yeah. But I stayed and eventually, like Denver said, I heard something. Right. It yeah. wasn't until a year into meetings, but we, I did hear something. We hear something. Yeah. Marv, what say you? Um, I do have a little bit to say about this. Oh, righty. <laughs> Excellent. Silent cowboy. Some wisdom. Some wisdom. Thank you. a little different angle, maybe. Please. Um, 
So as just as sure as we have physical laws, we have spiritual laws. Mm-hmm. Right? Amen. Okay. So one of the spiritual laws that's spelled out is God wants us to submit to authority. Mm-hmm. So an authority has said, you will go to AA meetings. You, you will go. Yes. Okay. What the person who that happened to doesn't realize mm-hmm. is that right there, God has given him a gift. Nice. Amen. Amen. Nice. And they go in, and if they're like I am, they rebelled, and they cuss, and they moan, and they kick the chairs, and they're mean to people, and <laughs> and all this stuff. But yet, even so, God is still, his plan is moving forward. And they go to meetings. And like Denver said, while they're there, whether they like it or not. Right. God's working in their life. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And the part about them leaving early, mm-hmm. uh, we all know we're powerless over people, places, and things. Yeah. You know, they're there, they get their court slip signed, they leave early. Oh, well. Oh, well. But I really think, you know, God's hand is in it. So. Right. Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, that's Pat. From Salem, he says, uh, I, for one, don't sign court slips when I chair a meeting. Um, so on on the technical level, I, guess, I suppose you, the organization of Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or any other 12-step fellowship, if they're following uh, – if they're following – Mandated. Well, if they're following traditions that are in the 12 traditions – People need to understand that every individual group is autonomous, except in, in matters affecting the other groups or that organization as a whole. Now, what does that mean? That means that there are things that you can do in your individual meetings that's really up to your meeting. And nobody's going to stand over you and say, you know, your your walls have to be painted this color or you have to have this color of drapes or you have to start the meeting at this time and end at this time. I mean, it's up to each individual group. They're autonomous, except in matters that affect the entire organization as a whole. And so if your group has made the decision not to sign court slips, if that's the group conscience, that's the group conscience, and it's okay. You trust the process. Um, if they, the group conscience is that we do sign court slips, then you sign court slips. I, you know, um, it's really not supposed to be up to the individual whether they do or they don't. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be the group conscience. So if you're chairing a meeting and your group conscience is that you do sign court slips and then you refuse to, that's a traditions violation. You're, you're supposed to do that. Um, and I agree with all you guys. Can I bring uh, up a, a thought from the flip side, though? Sure. Now that thinking back, like when I was doing that and I wasn't really listening to the meetings. Mm-hmm. My thought was, I, you know, I have a nudge from the judge. That's my main priority right now. So I wasn't really ready to listen. Sure. So that's – and I'm not defending them whatsoever. No, well, and the, the, the truth be known, kind of like Denver was talking about, whether you're ready to listen or not, you are hearing. Something, yeah. You may not be actively listening, but you mm-hmm. are hearing, and seeds get planted. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. You know, and, and so I'm – I was just kind of throwing it out. If somebody comes up to me and says, will you sign my court slip? I got to leave early. 
I don't have an issue with it. I'm yeah. not. I'm not their Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm exactly. not. I'm not their sponsor. I'm not. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm just glad they're there for the first five minutes. Yeah. If nothing else, yeah. I, I'm. I'm grateful that they're there, and it's kind of on them if they're. If, oh yeah, if, definitely. If they're fudging the system, it's going to come back to them. Yeah. You know? it'll, it'll catch up with you. Yeah. I was just bringing up the thought process. Yeah. No, I, I. I totally understand. Um. So you know. <laughs> Shoot. I mean, there's if everybody that was ever court ordered to a meeting mm-hmm. was not in the meetings anymore, <laughs> there wouldn't be any meetings. Right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be no meetings. I, I mean, you know, uh, really. Who wants to take on the next question? Or pick one. Mm, I will. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, let's go with Monty Man. How can you do radio show? When our 11th tradition clearly states our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion, we need always maintain personal anonymity on the level of press, radio, and films. And that's from Jennifer from Portland, Oregon. From Portland. Thank you, Jennifer. That's a really good question. And, and it is a question that comes up um, at least a couple times a year, mm-hmm. uh, either in an email or a frustrated listener um, on social media. How can you do this thing, this recovery thing on radio, when our tradition says that uh, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion? We need to um, always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Okay, so here's here's the the answer to that. And, and Marv kind of jokingly said, "What are you doing listening to the show?" Then, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> howdy, huh? Yeah, but here's the thing: this. That tradition is very true. Mm-hmm. And let me explain what that means. That means that if you are representing Alcoholics Anonymous um, or Narcotics Anonymous or any 12-step fellowship that follows and adheres to the 12 traditions mm-hmm. as borrowed by permission from Alcoholics Anonymous, this tradition says... That you do not use, I mean, if you go deeper into it and you read more about it, that you do not use your full name and you do not use photographs with frontal facial pictures uh-huh. as members of AA or NA. And here's my answer to that here. We don't claim to be associated. Take 12 Recovery Radio is not associated with Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, or any particular 12-step fellowship. So it does not apply to us. Mm-hmm. We do not, we are not associated with them. Now, if individuals in this, in this room attend those meetings, that's a personal thing. But we, we have never said, I've never heard, and I've never said it, you know, I am a member of fill in the blank, and I'm representing that organization. Now, I give my opinions. Mm-hmm. I've said that I've attended a meeting, but I've never claimed membership or representation of any of those groups. It's interesting to me that people in these fellowships often think that this tradition applies to every aspect of your life, and it does not. If you read this, it says, our public Relations policy, not your personal stories, our public relations policy. 
Take 12 Recovery Radio has nothing to do with AA's public relations policy. We don't claim any affiliation with AA. So there's there's my answer to that. Anybody <laughs> want to comment on that? Marv, how about you? Got any comments? No, no I'm with you. Uh, and, we, and we say it in the disclaimer right in the beginning of the show to make it very, very clear. <clears throat> and it, when you have guests on, you make them sign a disclaimer saying it was okay to use their first name and last initial. Well, yeah, I ask them, use your first name. If you're going to claim membership, yeah. we prefer that you use your first name and last initial. Yeah. Or if you want to use your full name, mm-hmm. simply... Don't be specific about the fellowship that you're a member yeah. of. Now, we don't have to ask that. We're not AA or NA. But out of respect for those yep. fellowships, we ask that. I remember that from when I was on a long time ago. Right. Denver, you look, You have an interesting look on your face. <laughs> my, my whole walk is I'm, uh, I'm not ashamed mm-hmm. of where I've come from. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, my name is Denver Wolf. And I've been an alcoholic. Have you? You know? <laughs> it, it's just part of my walk in life. Right. You know what? Jesus stepped in and things have got better. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm i not ashamed of who, uh, mm-hmm. who I am. Right. And, and, you know, when it says uh, always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press premium films, that is in relation to the public relations policy and your connection with that 12 step yeah. fellowship. That's not, has nothing to do with your personal story. No, not at all. I, my yeah. personal story is me. And That's right. Guess what? Denver Wolf is Denver Wolf. And this is the walk I've walked. Right. And it has been difficult, shall we say? Yeah. And here we are. And here we are. And here we are. Good answers. Uh, let's see here. Marv, you want to take a? You want to do a question? Field a question. Come on, Marv. Uh, Come on, sound like cowboy. You got two, two more here. Lonnie, I, I don't have my glasses. Oh, you don't have your glasses on. All right. <laughs> I'll read for Marv. Okay. Which one do you right. want? It do, go ahead. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Do, They're all going to be Do answered. you want to read it? High take no. 12. Oh, you can't. You try, can't read it. Try, try okay. High take 12. Okay. High take 12 radio. I live in an... Oh, that's a good one for Marv. I, I live in an open carry state and have been told that I cannot come into my AA meeting with my sidearm. I thought that the only requirement for membership was well, like a desire that. to stop drinking. What do you say? That was Ron from Arizona. Yes, Ron Thank from Arizona. You, Ron. So Ron, Ron comes from an – so what open carry means is that if you have a registered sidearm – and you're permitted to carry it. In a, if you're in an open carry state, you can have it on your belt, or yeah. you can have it in visible view. You, you need to have it. Yeah, right there. It's oh. it, it's legal for you to do that. Yeah. And and so it's interesting because I looked at actually forty of our fifty states are open carry states. Uh-huh. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I didn't a even lot of, realize. A lot that. of folks don't know that. Right. That you can open carry. Yeah. You just can't conceal it. Right, unless you have a concealed permit. Correct. Um, and so th- this is an interesting question because uh, I've, I've actually seen this happen. I was, I was at a meeting here in town years ago when a person was asked to leave the meeting, put their pistol in their vehicle, and then they could come back t- to the meeting. Um, the question here is, 
I thought that the only requirement for membership was the desire to stop drinking. All right, so we have to we have to make something very clear here. There is a difference between membership and meeting attendance. Okay, if you're talking about that is uh, the only requirement for membership, you're right. You can be walking on your hands, shooting up meth and carrying two sidearms and shooting them in the air and claim to be a member of NA or AA, as long as you have the desire not to do that, no matter how many times you fall into that. According to the tradition, if you have a desire to not use, you can call yourself a member. Now, can you come into a meeting and do that? No, because there are requirements for meeting attendance. You're probably not going to be welcome in a meeting if you come in naked shooting off a gun. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't call yourself a member. I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> Leave the baby at home. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean you can't call yourself a member. It just means that there is appropriate things that are permitted in meetings and ones that aren't. And you may be asked to leave for the day and come back tomorrow. That does not affect your membership. Again, it goes back to the group's uh, autonomy. If the group has made a conscious decision, I mean, if the group conscience is that we would prefer that firearms not be brought into the meeting, that's the group conscience and that's their right to do that. It doesn't affect AA as a whole or NA as a whole. It's the group conscience. Now, by the letter of the law, if that is not the group conscience and some well-meaning person asks you to take your firearm and put it in the car and come back without it, but that's not the group conscience, you have every right to say thank you but no thank you. Mm-hmm. You're not breaking the law. You're not breaking any traditions. None of that. But if the group conscience has made that a group decision, you need to respect that group decision. Personally, I don't have a problem with it. Mm. I was told that I could not bring my Bible into the meeting. I had a little Gideon Bible that I kept in my front pocket. Did it for years. I carried it everywhere with me. I didn't have an agenda to bring it to the AA meeting or the NA meeting and start reading from the Bible. Somebody accused me of that one time, and I wasn't reading from the Bible. I was reading from the big book. Happened to be a quote from the Bible in the big book. Uh-huh. And they thought I was reading from the Bible because they didn't know their big book. Uh-huh. But but did I have a right to carry that? According to that group's conscience, no, I did not. Because that group's conscience said, we do not allow anything that is not AA-approved literature in this room. That was the group's right. Mm. They voted that, and that was their right. I was not aware of that. So even though I didn't like it, if I was going to respect the group's conscience, then integrity would say, okay, leave your pocket Bible in the car. Right? Yeah. Now, if that had not been the group conscience and it was just somebody's opinion, I didn't. I don't have to do that. So it's the same thing with the firearm thing. Mm. You know, a lot of these things, it's a matter of wisdom. Right, Marv? You just got to use wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah, you do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you do. That's cowboy wisdom right there, 101. Well, you know what? (coughs) Discretion. Yeah. Whatever happened to discretion? Amen. Yeah. You know? Amen. And and Monty and, and you guys all sitting here all know you've been to meetings where 
it got really out of hand. <laughs> yeah. And if there were firearms in there, it would get <laughs> really. It could have been bad. Yeah. So discretion is the word for the day. Now, if I'm in Afghanistan in a war zone <laughs> right? and we're having a yeah. AA meeting, you can just about bet everybody. Everybody's got a weapon. Got a, got an AK. <laughs> There's no concealing those. <laughs> True. True enough. Wisdom. Um, and here's the last one. Uh, dear radio friends, I'd like to submit a question for the show on Monday. Uh, I have been listening to your shows for about six years and am fully aware that you are a Christian broadcast. But what? But would you ever sponsor someone in AA that is not a Christian? And if you would, wouldn't there be a conflict with the spiritual spiritual issues? Thank you. This comes from Sam from Rutland, Massachusetts. 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 No conflict to me. No conflict to you? None. What about you, Tony? No, because not everybody who comes in in the beginning as a Christian. I know I wasn't. Right. Um, look at the question. Um, I don't think it's a conflict of spiritual issues because it does say in the book that at one point, if we work our steps, we do have a spiritual awakening. Right. And, you know, depending on how you do your steps and, you know, work with that person. And if they stick with it, then, you know, they're either going to have a spiritual waking of some sort in a God that they believe in right. or not, but it's more to help the person, not their, their, I don't know. I don't want to say not their So you don't have a side. problem. If somebody asks you, they say, uh, I'm an atheist or I'm agnostic yeah. or I worship the uh, the gnome over in the corner. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, But would you be though? my sponsor? You would have no problem sponsoring Yeah, them. no. But you, Denver, what do you think? I don't have a problem with nobody that comes in. If you need to get sober, mm-hmm. you will at some point realize that you uh, need a higher power, mm-hmm. and you're awakening to that point. I don't know where that comes, sure, mm-hmm. but at some point, and probably you're gonna say it's uh, a higher power. Mm-hmm. You know, there's right. gonna be there's gonna be God come into your life somewhere. Here, if you're doing, if you're following the directions, yeah. If you're just, you're going to come to a crossroads of some kind. You're going to come to the crossroads. Thank you. That that's a beautiful term right there. You you will come to a crossroads in your life where you realize there is a higher power, and uh, it's not me. Swing the mic on over. I want to. I want to hear Wes. I want to hear Wes chime in on this. It's Wes. Wes. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think about all this? What do you think about all this? <laughs> uh, honestly, I wouldn't have a problem with it okay. because I know they're going to get touched, right? And at at some point, right? I mean, I remember going to my first AA meetings, and I was told it doesn't matter what it is as long as it's not you, <laughs> as long as you're powerless over it, right? You know, and it. At that stage, I think I used a doorknob or something, you know, just being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I realized after a point that there really is something else out there. Right. You know, so I was touched. But, yeah, it wouldn't make any difference to me. Being a sponsor, I'd just try to help. You know? Sure, sure. So I will I uh, will, will cop to uh, to an old way of thinking that I used to subscribe to. 
and I'll tell you why I don't anymore. Um, there was a there was a time in my particular twelve step fellowship, which will remain unnamed. We, we already <laughs> covered that one. Um, where I was not willing to sponsor somebody that was determined not to be open minded enough to at least consider Christ. Uh-huh. I didn't. It didn't bother me that they weren't a Christian. But if they were so closed off to it that they were absolutely were not going to even consider it, I had a problem with that because I figured when we get to a certain place, we're going to be going in different directions. And so I thought, well, I'll just nip this in the bud and I'm not going to sponsor that person. I have, over the years, changed my thinking on that. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. And uh, Bruce, our co-host from, you know, many years, well, not, he wasn't for many years, but He's been gone now for a little over a year. Um, he's the one that really helped me change my thinking on that. And he's a very strong Christian man. And so uh, that was a question I'd asked of him because I'd heard that question asked before, even before this uh, person, uh, Sam from Rutland, Massachusetts, wrote in. And, and he said, oh, absolutely, I, I would sponsor somebody that was determined not to ever believe in Jesus. I said, What? <laughs> And he said something, and it totally changed my thinking. He said, I would ask them, first of all, are you willing to consider that you're not the creator, you're not God, you're not a power greater than yourself? Would you be willing to consider that? And, they, and he said, if they say yes, he goes, I can work with them. Um, and then when they chose a higher power of their understanding – I would expect them to learn everything they can about that power and follow that power's directions because that would be literally practicing step three. Mm-hmm. I turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him, right? Mm-hmm. So that means you're going to follow those directions. And he said, I would expect them to do that. So if their, their higher power was an Eastern philosophy – if it was Kundalini, if it was Buddhism, if whatever it was, I would expect that person that I'm sponsoring to study that and go further than what AA or NA or whatever group it is mm-hmm. is telling you because it, it talks about you have to go further and then to adhere to that. And I said, has that ever happened? He goes, yes. I said, what happened? He goes, they came to me later and they said, I'm finding that lacking. Hmm. And then they were open to the Amazing. idea Amazing. of Christ. Why? Because he did not turn them away. He did not condemn them for their beliefs. He just said, if you're going to practice that, I expect you to practice that. And so when they started to investigate, and they found it lacking. And I, I actually sponsored a guy who claimed to be Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Now, he claimed to be Buddhist, but he really didn't know anything about Buddhism. He just kind of jumped on the Buddhist bandwagon because he thought it was cool, yeah. right? Yoga. So, so, and now this, I'm going to get flack from my Christian brothers and sisters. I actually bought him a pamphlet on Buddhism. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I gave it to him and I said, now that we're at step three, where you're turning your will and your life over to what you're claiming is your higher power, I expect you to develop a relationship with that higher <gasps> power. And here is a pamphlet on Buddhism. 
He came back to me a couple weeks later and said, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this don't make no sense. Can you tell me more about Jesus? Aww. Now, if I had turned him away and said, nope, yeah, then what would he have been left with? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That's just, yeah. So absolutely. Would I sponsor somebody who doesn't believe the way I do? You bet I would. And I'd I'd take them through the whole 12 steps. Uh And if they don't become a Christian, that's okay. I'll still sponsor them. Uh Uh, We are not to make converts. That's God's job. Uh We're just supposed to lay this set of spiritual tools at their feet and then let God do his work. Uh And then we're there to be supportive and to take them further Amen. If that's what they Amen. decide to do, and that's that's what the program teaches. Now, if I'm if I'm in a Christian setting, and it's a Christ-centered group, like one of the organizations that I do belong to, that I will not mention again, and somebody comes to me, I'm probably going to be more adamant about who God is because that's what that that organization proclaims. Yeah, but. If it's a secular meeting, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Now, I'll share my story in a general way, and I'm not ashamed to say, oh my God. In fact, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous said we never apologize for God. Uh-huh. We never do. Um, so I hope that, Sam, I hope that answers your question um, from Rutland, Massachusetts. So there you go. Uh, one, two, three, four, five really good questions. Boom. Yeah. Boom. yeah. It was a good it was a good one. Any any thoughts there, Marv? Any closing thoughts before we sign off today? No. The only thing I can say is we ought to do this again. We we ought Amen. to. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. like this idea. So if you've got questions that are around uh, recovery issues, and it doesn't have to be AANA, Celebrate Recovery, Alcoholics for Christ, Teen Challenge, uh, Lifeline Connections, what it can be whatever... You think are recovery issues. Sometimes oh. we don't know. If you had a question, uh, send in your email. Take 12 radio at comcast.net. Yeah. Right? Wes, thanks right. for being in here today. Say bye, Wes. Bye, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Cecil. Where? I, I was about to ask Cecil? about Cecil. <laughs> All right. All right. Cecil's I a thunderstorm right now, or form right now. Yeah, Cecil's, uh, Cecil's resting. With the gnomes. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's out back. Really? We need to go find Cecil. We're not sure if we Cecil's go... a he or a she, <laughs> so I don't know what you call wait, it. It's out wait back. Wait a minute. Is it? Is it an it? It's an it. It's green. Mm. It's green? I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's it late at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he comes into the studio. Oh, Lord have mercy. All right. Thank Our you. closing song <laughs> is by Justin Unger. We saw Justin Unger. Last year at Hope Fest, he was the the main um, oh, artist. You know what we did? Yes, we did. Yes. Uh, and this song is called "He Delivered Me." Check it out, Mr. Justin Unger. You can visit his website at justinunger.com. As I wandered, wandered through. Lost beyond all measure, I had gone astray. Thirsty, 
Longing for the river flowing from your mountain, it seems so far away. And so I cried out from my soul. I reached out to the Holy Father, who is faithful to reply, and He delivered me from my death. Desert, and he led me to his grace, and he delivered me from the storm and the wreckage, and he carried me away. Justin Unger, he delivered me. Visit Justin's website at www.justinunger.com for more great spiritual music from this great recovery recording artist. Hey, listen, anytime you have a question that is about recovery, 
please don't hesitate to email us and ask it. And we'll stick it in the Take 12 Radio Ask It Basket and do our best to answer your questions. Simply email us at Take12Radio, that's T-A-K-E, the number 12, radio at Comcast.net with your questions. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family. And we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty.